0: On today's episode, take a drink when you hear the word like repeated over and over. Take a drink when Blake hits his vape. Or take a drink when you hear the sweet, synthy sounds of the transitions. Yo, Armistice Gamers, Blake and Trevbot here, back up in this mug, giving you another episode of good old family fun and video games. <laughs> family fun. <laughs>
1: I don't know if it's family fun
0: all the time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, you might not want your kids listening to it, but you can listen to it with your family. I don't know. It sounded funny in my mind. Uh, (laughs) For for the family that likes to drop the fuck bomb, it is just for you. So let's uh, get down to it and uh, grab a beer, uh, give a whiskey to your toddler, and enjoy the episode. Good ol' uh, Armistice theme music uh, in your sweet, sweet ear holes. Here is another episode of Armistice Gaming. Uh, it's been about a week. Uh, shit just got crazy for all of us. But we are back and better than ever. That's right. And today, back with the uh, original duo, uh, bot. And the Fracking keg. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's keep with our traditions, and uh, we'll go first with what we're drinking. Both of us have a brew in hand, and uh, Blake, what are you drinking on this recording, my friend?
1: Well, I'm back at my Shiner Bach again, nothing special. Um, I've had a few more than I usually have before recording one of these, so it
0: uh, should be interesting. That, that means it's going to make for a good episode. <laughs> Got to keep with the the tried and trues. That's right. I am uh, breaking out onto a uh, different branch this week. Still within the IPA realm that I tend to find myself in, but uh, different different brewery, different beer, um, and it is pretty damn good. It comes from Greenbush. They're another Michigan brewery here in the Mitten State. And uh, they have this fantastic beer that I am enjoying today by the name of Star Chicken Shotgun. Okay. (laughs) And it has on the logo, uh, Blake, I will show it to you. Viewers can't see it, but I will describe it. It's it's like an Elvis chicken. That's interesting. So I guess he's the star, right? Like, star chicken. An Elvis cock. The cock of the lock, man. So uh it's it's pretty good. It's a it's, you know, your kind of standard IPA, um 6.8 ABV. So uh last night I was over at my boy Jared's house. He's uh my magic guru and my beer guru. And he made a venison stroganoff and it was great and this beer paired very well with it. That sounds good.
1: Venison stroganoff?
0: Man. Yeah, it was it was a tasty, tasty treat. Um, but uh, cool, that's why I've been drinking as of late. Um, been uh, drinking some like domestic shitty stuff other than that, like Miller. <laughs> like, Heck yeah, I'm on the
1: PBR train. I still have some left from yeah. New Year's. <laughs> I just can't that's what's up. I can't bring myself to finish it all. Got a dirty thirty.
0: Dude, yeah, there there's something about Miller though that like it just gets me like <laughs> That, that's that's the domestic piss water that's right down my. It's your eye. dirty little secret, yeah, give me a tall boy of that, and I'm good to go. Blake yeah, uh we're always playing games, and uh <laughs> well yeah, let's get down to what we're playing this week. I have uh some uh good games that I've been playing that people should check out, but what do you have, my friend? well let me
1: let me rattle some stuff off here. Well, you know, I got a PlayStation for Christmas. We talked about that, so I've been playing some PlayStation games. I can't remember if I've mentioned it yet, um, but I had the chance to
0: play Journey finally. Uh, I still haven't played that game. I hear uh, rave dude. reviews from it.
1: Journey, Journey's great. It's really short too. I finished it in one night. Um, really, really interesting concept. I recommend it. I know it's been out <laughs> for like you know five years or something crazy. But it's, it was on the PS3. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been out forever, but. Uh, I've been playing a lot of modded Skyrim. I am a Sith Lord, and I have a band of Sith followers. We all have lightsabers, and we just, awesome. uh, yeah, are currently making our way across the whole map, just slaughtering everyone in our path. But besides that, I'm playing uh, The Witcher Three again. Got that reinstalled. I don't know if I told you. Oh shit! I don't know if I told you, but when we moved a couple weeks ago, I dropped my external hard drive and busted it and lost all my
0: Xbox One games I
1: had downloaded. Oh no!
0: It's like a. Well, is it at least in like your library? So then, like you don't all all the way lose them. Yeah, yeah, totally,
1: totally. They're they're okay, just installed good. on there. I still have the license, so if I get another one, I can reinstall them. But my library went from like forty three games to eight games, <laughs> so now I got to be a lot more intentional about the games I'm you know keeping downloaded. So. I decided Witcher was one worth getting back into, so I've been playing a lot of it, um, approaching the end of the story, and uh, still loving it, just like always. It's a great
0: game. I had uh, lost my license to that game when I was first playing it, and I had just gotten past the part with the Lubricant.
1: Yes, the Lubricant.
0: There's something about that game. It is so... like There are parts of, like that that are just so fucking dark. Oh,
1: yeah, man. That That series... That's one thing that I, I love about it over like Elder Scrolls. Like Even Elder Scrolls is kind of like an uppity kind of fantasy game, but Witcher's dark, man. <laughs> it deals with some super dark
0: themes. If they could combine the, um, the story from The Witcher with the gameplay from Elder Scrolls, that would be one of the best fantasy games in my mind. It would be
1: good, but I'd want to keep the combat from Witcher as well, probably lock it lock it in third person and keep that sword fighting
0: mechanic they would need to take the resource management from skyrim though because i feel that the resource management and the crafting and everything in the witcher is just way too convoluted
1: it, it was they did release a major ui update to fix that though so i'll okay. give them a little bit of credit they made it better but yeah you're right you're right inventory and, um, like, the dialogue and story options you have in Elder Scrolls mixed with the rest of it from Witcher.
0: That would be a great game. Or, even better, just uh, let Bioware make a uh, Skyrim-esque um, a Star Wars game where I can travel from planet to planet. KOTOR 3. Was that what it was supposed to be?
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean,
0: I know... I think it's Obsidian.
1: they're yeah, Obsidian like-
0: made... Uh, Kotoran. Yeah, one, two, and they made one. They Obsidian? made two. Uh, Bioware made oh, one. Yeah. Obsidian made two. And the reason the ending was kind of just dropped off the way it was is because they were forced to ship the game like that. Like, they still have more stuff planned, but, like, that's just where they were when they were forced to ship it out. Um, yeah. That was learned uh, by uh, the podcast Unfiltered on IGN. They had uh, Fargus. I can't remember his last name, but he's, like, the head of Obsidian. And he talked about that a little bit. Mm. It was uh, really interesting. That's a a great podcast to check out if you want to hear from the industry's uh, best and brightest. Uh, They have people like Tim Schafer who does Double Fine, Monkey Island, Old School, LucasArts games. They had uh, a fellow from 343. They have Marty O'Donnell on there to talk about his time with Halo. It's a really good podcast. But anyways,
1: any other games you've been playing? Witcher is really my go-to right now. I've been playing... I'm going back through Halo 5 and getting all, like, the collectibles and stuff, but that's, you know, nothing
0: crazy. So, what have you been playing? Uh, I literally just beat Resident Evil 7. That's right, that's right. What did you think about it? I don't think that there's a bad thing about that game. Like, I know that's... I know really? the high praise, but, like, I was engaged through the entire game. The, the first person view that they take with it brings you back into the horror roots. There uh, is mm-hmm. just this atmosphere of the creaking mansion. You can hear people, s- like, when the crazy family is, like, running after you, you can hear them, like, yelling at you, dropping F-bombs everywhere. <laughs> and it it's scary. Like, uh, I have bought it when I was home two weeks ago, and I wanted to try it with VR, but then I got a chainsaw to the gullet, and I was like, Nope. That's it yeah, for me. <laughs> not playing in VR. Like that is too real for me. And so uh, Keegan, my brother, played it and it was hilarious because like he is just expecting like shit to jump out at him. And I had already been through the part that he was in and then like my parents' cab brushed against his leg and he was like, What the He jumped through he was the like, roof. What the fuck are we? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so funny like he wasn't he wasn't scared movie. of you know people jumping out at him but you know once the cat brushed against his leg shit got real yeah what else have you been playing other than that i've uh, been playing Skyrim and doom yeah yeah which i i talk about doom in our last podcast with alex preston um it's great game had a lot of fun, agreed with uh, a lot of the stuff he said in there. Like, it just takes you back to like the FPS roots. And like, I didn't think that I would miss like health management and key cards and stuff like that. And to a point it's kind of tedious, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, this, like I, this one, this is cool. Like I, I see, you know, what, what was happening uh, with uh, FPSs and they made doom relevant again, which I didn't think that could happen without like, you know, some kind of major, like, story evolution, but, like, everything is great about it. Right. Um,
1: super gory. Yeah, they just went the other way. Super yeah, gory, yeah. Everything I've seen is just yeah. over the top, which is Doom, so...
0: Yeah, that's Doom. So, and then uh, Skyrim, same as you, uh, haven't been playing as. uh... As any modded thing, but um, been doing the Don guard. I'm a fucking vampire lord, just uh, <laughs> slaying bitches left and right, and sucking the life yeah. out of out of the necks of every uh, bystander I find. <laughs> but that is it for what we are playing. Well, let's uh, jump into the news, as always. Uh, there's some yeah. interesting news coming out this week. One piece that I'm really interested about, we are in a remaster palooza of the last like four years. Even in you know the PS3 yeah. days, there was remasters heading out. But you know, uh, we got the Last of Us remaster. We got uh, Final Fantasy X remaster. They're remastering Crash Bandicoot, which I'm too stoked about. And another remaster that I am very psyched about is Final Fantasy 12 That will be coming out on July 13th according to IGN and it will include the full like universal zodiac job system so that wasn't in the uh, the OG game it was uh just based in like um the uh the Japanese market version of the game but uh it, it brings in uh, like a whole different realm of uh gameplay and job system and all that um it Takes you back to the world of Ivalice, which is set uh, originally in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which is in in my opinion one of the best Final Fantasy games of all time. I agree. But love that game. I love it. Yeah, that that's one of one of the golden gems of yep. my childhood. So that will be coming out uh, July thirteenth. Be on the lookout for that. It will be out for uh, PS four. I don't know about Xbox, but uh, for you PlayStation heads, you got to jump on that shit. Um, a lot of good RPGs coming out, and that is just uh, one, of, one of them, and uh, Boyk and I have both been Huvians at some time, and we had to talk about this. Capaldi, he's leaving after this season.
1: Yeah, I kind of saw that coming.
0: Yeah, are, are we happy, <laughs> are we sad? Uh, what's the state of Doctor Who? I feel like it's on the decline.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting. It's an interesting topic. I mean, we we went from Matt Smith's final season to where the ratings were at an all time high, funding for the show at an all time high, um, getting some really really quality you know CGI and stuff for television. Um, it really started to take off as soon as Capaldi came in. You can almost see like the budget decline with the viewership almost as the seasons went on. I'm not necessarily sad to see Capaldi leave. I I was a huge fan of Matt and, of course, David Tennant. Capaldi's approach is great. He's a good doctor. I, I'm i just ready for him to be done already. Sooner than the others.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't think he jived well with Clara. Nah. Uh, I like his approach of being like an old asshole, like, curmudgeony doctor. Yeah. Like, I like yeah. that. But the writing just wasn't there for him. I agree. And I don't know I don't know how I'm going to feel about this uh, this new companion coming out. She seems cool, but from the trailers I've seen she doesn't have like that Clara or Amy and Rory spark. And right. they they tried to find the gem that was Amy and Rory with uh, Clara and Danny and Danny just doesn't have uh, that Rory charm. He doesn't have the, the Roman centurion that waited. Right. Like, yeah, he became a separate I totally agree.
1: I agree. He was... It's because they gave him that military discipline, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I... He just, wasn't as, like, I don't like him.
1: innocent and questioning and almost, like, tripping over himself all the time, you know, <laughs> kind of a, yeah. a fool. Yeah, that,
0: that bumbling aspect of Roy brought that charm and yeah. just, uh you know, kind of Amy putting him off for like arm's length at certain points in the show, like that just brought a kind of like charming tension. And like, I feel like that's just like kind of like lightning in a bottle. You can't catch it twice.
1: Yeah. I think you're right. They're, they're trying to replicate something that's just kind of over and... I think this is this is going to be the defining season for Doctor Who, the one after Capaldi, because Moffat's leaving as well, the writer of the show, Stephen Moffat, and I'm thinking it's going to be a new Doctor, a new writer, maybe a new companion. Who knows? Who how that'll go? But like, this is going to be a whole new show from the ground up. I think that will be what defines you know whether it will succeed or fail.
0: Yeah. Well, I have a point uh, that I want to make. Uh, But we will save that for the end of the podcast. Just you wait. All right. We are in a very contentious time in our country. There is the supposed uh, ban on Muslims um, and people like being able to get into the country through seven uh, primarily Muslim countries to which uh, just sucks because there's like people that are green card holders that have gone through the vetting process and they're stuck they're not allowed in the country which at, at this point i think all that stuff has been smoothed over and they've been allowed in but like it's just like i left a lot of families in turmoil and that has affected right the fact that it happened at all yeah yeah it <laughs> it, it, it blows my mind that you know we we went like obama didn't do like A lot of great stuff, but like, I just feel like in the last month or so, we've been very regressive, but that, that ban has hit the games industry pretty hard and the technology industry, and uh, a lot of uh, people have been speaking out on it, and uh, one of those companies uh, was Insomniac Games uh, that made Ratchet & Clank, Um, they uh, are making the upcoming Spider-Man game, and they uh, just wanted to uh, stand in support of their employees and uh, those around the country that are being affected by this. Um, CEO Ted Price called it a deplorable and discriminatory act. And uh, they say that we at Insomniac Games stand united in strongly opposing President Trump's immigration ban. There's no question that these orders will harm us as a company and many of our team members. So we ask... Is this the American way? Is it discriminating based on religious faith or national origin? Absolutely not. This is, or what no or national origin American. I don't, they worded that weird. And they said absolutely not. This is a deplorable and discriminatory act that we and many across or many others across the nation believe is. Uh, Patently unconstitutional we have been we are and we will always be a nation of immigrants which i i don't want to get too heavy into the politics side of it but you know that this is reaching multiple different industries video games music uh silicon valley google yeah
1: i was gonna say like there was like 49 or something tech companies that all signed a huge pledge you know saying we oppose this you know we have we have far too many people that work for us that are being hindered by this and it's it's bad for business which was their whole point is that it's bad for business but it's just really just bad all around you know just the way not even necessarily what it is just the way it was all handled at the very least
0: there's zero communication everyone just kind of did whatever they wanted and like i i guess there's like no way not to get political about this like i as my comments on this podcast have been shown before. I do not like Trump. I think he is a despicable person, but he is our president. So we got to go with it. But can he just like stop acting like a 14 year old that tweets about every like hurtful word that's said against him?
1: That's what I don't understand. It's like I as me as a 25 year old you know person knows not to tweet anything ever. You know, to stay off the radar, to not mess with any of that shit. Yet he insists on posting about every little thing on Twitter. And he is, he is supposed to be representing us, you know. And I'm not a political person whatsoever, so I don't want this to be, you know. I, I guess I respect Trump as the president. He's the president. You know, I'm, I'm past it. Whatever. What I'm saying is, like, he is representing all of us. He's tweeting at Nordstrom about how they tweeted his wife on his personal account, and then retweeting it with the presidential account. You
0: can't do that shit as the president of the free world, <laughs> you know. So, is, is like, uh, is the president of the free world like in like a middle school like persona? Like, I mean, a lot of people like, have been speaking <laughs> to how
1: he exhibits signs of you know some sort of mental deficiency, which. You know, from what I've seen, may not be too far off.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, which is kind of funny to me because like, he he has said that he doesn't drink, which, in my opinion, I can't trust a person. That
1: doesn't drink. <laughs> That's right. If I can't have a beer with
0: him, <laughs> yeah, can't have a beer with you. Then fuck off. We can't be. Fine. I mean, I didn't like everything Obama did, but homie'd have
1: a beer with me. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, at least, at least homie was chill. Have a have a beer. Roll J He was He was awesome um, J. But anyways uh, we'll, we'll get off on that I just wanted to like Bring awareness to that That you know This is affecting uh, You know Every part of the industry And there There's a part of You know A lot of us want to be safe But you know We're a nation of immigrants Where We aren't natives here in fact we've pushed all the natives into shitty places in this country and yet we want to claim native land on this like get the fuck over yourself we are a nation that needs to be opening our borders and uh and the thing about this is that if we are gonna do this it's gonna hurt industries and it's gonna hurt the americans and we're gonna be blinded to it until it hits us at home so Uh, anyways, I'll get off on that. I just wanted to throw that out there because I, as I was reading throughout the week, I thought that that was a real interesting thing. That you know, this is hitting the games industry. Um, For sure, sure, sure. Th- this this is one that kind of punches you right in the gut, Boyk. Uh, oh, I know. I mean, it's oh, kind this of a, made me sad. It's kinda,
1: this is it's okay. bittersweet. It's bittersweet. It is bittersweet. This is like the most bittersweet anything has ever been for me. <laughs> yeah, so
0: Idios uh, Montreal, um, they're uh, a branch off of Square Enix. They, um, with Crystal Dynamics, uh, have worked on the, um, the Tomb Raider games. And for you, uh, the heavy hitter being uh, Deus Ex. Yep. But they, uh, Yeah. They're taking so it. back is, seat. this is
1: something I wanted to talk about. Yeah, Deus they Ex, they're, they're putting it on the back burner. They're suspending it um, somewhat indefinitely. They don't know when it's going to start you know, being in production again because they had picked up a contract with Marvel and they are making the Avenger game or game series, depending on what you believe. A lot of people think this is going to be a series of adventure games that leads to an Avengers tie-in game, kind of like the movies did.
0: That'd be cool. That would. That would the, be cool. The trailer was beautiful.
1: Yes, it was. So I have to say, I'm excited because I love Marvel and I love this Marvel superheroes, and I think they deserve a good AAA game franchise. And I don't know. I think I think they could do a very very good job with it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think Marvel has been picking their uh, their people correct because he got Insomniac making Spider-Man. That's a perfect studio for Spider-Man. Agreed. But, um, for the snarkiness and, like, even the combat and, like... Uh what they've been able to do with like Ratchet and Clank or like even Sunset Overdrive with how you were able to like skate around the city and stuff like it. It's going to be great. For, for sure. You got Telltale working on Guardians of the Galaxy game. Right. The dynamics between that team is going to be great for like the the player choice iteration that they work through in their games. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, just the combat in Deus Ex just the shit that comes with that is going to be great with Avengers. I, for one, am excited about it. But you know, it's also just a little bit of a a sucker punch for those who are Deus Ex fans. Yep. You you and Matt both have talked about how you love the last two games, so
1: love them. And the, I mean, every single time they end on somewhat of a cliffhanger because it's a trilogy. So now we're left without the third chapter for however you know however long it's going to be.
0: Yeah, which I, I feel like that squares MO because, you know, Kingdom Hearts 2 came out uh, almost like eight, ten years ago, and Kingdom Hearts 3 still isn't out yet. Yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, maybe you'll have to wait another ten years for the next Day's Hex game. Hopefully that's not the case. But, uh, uh, don't make me cry on air, but yeah. come on. <laughs> hey, but good news. Uh, I think this is really cool. Maybe they'll keep this open someday where I'll be able to afford to go and bring all this <laughs> along with me. But E3, Christmas for Nerds, yes. is open to the public this year for the first time. They are gonna allow fifteen thousand people in, and they're kind of expendy tickets. So like hundred and forty nine for early bird and two forty nine for uh, like. After early bird day of, which I mean, there's not gonna be day of. That shit's gonna sell out. To quote Hot Rod, it's gonna be hotter than a, a beach ball at a Nickelback concert. At a Nickelback
1: concert, you're totally right. And I, I think this is a good thing, but I also think E three the the organization behind E three is so it's, it's almost a desperate move for them. I feel like because think about the last two years. Where all of these studios have broken off from E3 itself and have done their own event around the same time.
0: I feel like it's like the last desperate plunge to become relevant again because you got like Nintendo doing their director treehouse thing, you got PlayStation Mm -hmm. doing PSX.
1: Right, Xbox does their own thing a lot of the time, Bethesda.
0: Activision uh, pulled out their booth from E3, Nintendo Mm -hmm. doesn't have a booth. Like, yep. uh, there's a lot of people pulling out. So, hope I, I love E3. I look forward to it every year. Um, that is like one of my dreams still. Even like as a child, I've wanted to go to E3. And like as an adult, <laughs> I want to go to E3. So, hopefully, I, I can go someday before it dies out. But uh, if you want to go, uh, go over to ign.com and uh, they have uh, the links to get tickets to E3, and you can be one of those lucky people. Heck yeah. But enough of the news. I'm tired of news. I want I, know. I want some I'm sick of it this week. I want some meat. I want some potatoes. I want some console enhancements. Alright. Let's this? talk about it. Let's have a chat. Yeah, so uh, last time we talked, like you talked about the Scorpio and how it's considered as next gen now. Yes. I wanted to talk about that because, you know, uh, that kinda puts um, Theoretically, it puts PlayStation at the step behind with uh, the PS4 Pro just like almost matching up to the Xbox S, which is already out. So the Scorpio is a whole different
1: beast. Supposedly. There's a lot of theories it's pretty much just going to be like a high-end PC disguised as an Xbox with Oculus support, which is fine. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, (laughs) That's pretty much what the Xbox One is at this point anyway, just a Windows 10 computer.
0: Yeah, which I'm, I mean, I guess I, I don't get uh, why we're pushing for 4K right now, because so like no, I guess I can't say no one, but like a very slim proportion of the populace has a 4K TV.
1: That's true. I think they're just future-proofing, really. You know, because like I guess five years from now, I'm sure they'll probably have 8K screens on the market in 4K will be a lot cheaper, just like anything else, you know, 720 and 1080p.
0: For those who may not know that nerd language, uh, <laughs> you know, there's uh, it's all about the pixels. Uh, so right now we're uh, working on, uh, like, for myself, a 1080p flat screen TV, and uh, it's a lot more clear than, you know, the old heavy box TVs that we had back in the day, yeah. um, which makes it a little difficult to watch a show that uh you know was even put out back in 04 which doesn't seem that long ago but it was I, w- I was watching this movie last night called uh, primer which is a like the most like complicated time travel movie I've ever seen it's on <laughs> Netflix go check it out it's great but I was like man this is like super fucking grainy yeah so uh I I guess it's you know it's a right push in the direction to you know have 4k and have uh, bigger memory and like a hard drive space which get that hard drive space up because like i have the og ps4 and 500 uh, gigabytes is nothing anymore it's nothing. I have like maybe eight it's games at all. to like run on that and like which that's also my fault too because um i haven't swapped out my uh my hard drive, and they are coming out with bigger hard drives now. I think standard is terabyte now coming with consoles, but uh, which another good thing for me that PlayStation just came out with uh, their next uh, console update. They'll uh, bring in the ability to have the um, uh, external support, which wasn't a thing previously. That was only on Xbox, so I'm pretty excited about that.
1: You know what? I have that update right now. I just got that update. Yeah, you're in the you're in the closed beta. I am in the beta program nice.
0: somehow. I got I don't know how. I got into it once and uh I was like expecting like something big, like almost to the point of like, you know, back in the day where you would get like a new uh, iOS or uh, like like a whole
1: new dashboard experience. Yeah, like it would just
0: be completely overhauled and so like there's there's a saying I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just not nerdy enough to like Uh, see like the aspects it changed. But this is cool. I'm glad that I got to be a part of it.
1: (laughs) I thought it was interesting. I don't remember signing up for it. And I only had my
0: PlayStation for a month and a half. Well, that's a pleasant surprise. Uh, Yeah, I guess, yeah. (laughs) uh, But, you know, PlayStation and Xbox, they're trying to keep up in this uh, graphical arms race and processing arms race. Nintendo, not so much. They've been kind of out of that race for quite a while, and they're still... Yeah, they, they've accepted their fate ...still focusing <laughs> on uh, their uh, gimmicks. Yep. Which always work out for them, somehow. If you look back at, like, most of their consoles, there's always some kind of gimmick.
1: Yep. That's, that's um, yeah, that's their thing. And we talked about that, how they... Have more of a toy company philosophy than they do a video game company philosophy.
0: Yeah, which I mean that that comes from their their roots of you know being a toy and card and card company. company. They yeah, got into um, games, but uh, the things that stick out in my mind is like the GameCube uh, was supposed to be easy to transport because it had that like latch built-in on the back of it. handle on the back. Yeah, yeah, man. And then the Wii had uh, the gimmick of motion control. Yep, and then the Wii U had that game pad, and now with the Switch, uh, games on the go. Games on the go. I don't not know. Pulling a, not pulling the the graphical, you know, stuff that they need to be putting. Like you know, Skyrim came out five six years ago, and that's like one of the games. Is like, oh, we got Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean. It's Skyrim on the go. Like, you, you you got me right there. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, pretty cool, but
1: it's still Skyrim on the go. Yeah. Like.
0: like, I I was listening to uh, uh, GameScoop today by IGN. It's one of their podcasts, and they were talking about, like, how uh, the press has been asking, like, uh, third-party developers, like, if they'd be able to bring stuff over to the Switch. Like, a lot of companies have, like, just laughed at the question. So, like, <laughs> uh, like Square said, yeah, there's no way we can get Final Fantasy 15 on there. And like, uh, there's not gonna be a way to get Titanfall on there. Like, it's just it's gonna be interesting to see what what they're gonna be doing coming swinging out of the gate with the Switch. I agree. I think it'll be cool for like a little bit, but like they're there's gonna have to be something like monumental to keep it up. But then again, like you said, they're they're basically a toy company. Yeah. So like they're they're catering. They're catering to a younger crowd, even though they're trying to break out of that with their marketing now.
1: See, that's, you that's don't, what's you weird don't about see it. A
0: kid, You don't see a kid in sight in any of their in trailers any of their the
1: commercials, Switch. right. Which, I mean, their whole thing is they've already captured the family audience. They just need to maintain it, which I think is part of the goal of the Switch, you know. Is they're not only, like, Sony and Microsoft, they have the hardcore market, and they know that. So they're going after the family market and the handheld market, which they control already. They just have to maintain you know, that client base. So I
0: think what they're doing is probably exactly what they need to do to accomplish that. They just need to do it in a smart avenue. Like, open up that virtual console. Let me be able to play OG, like NES, SNES, maybe even Game Boy games on the go with that thing. I want to be able to play Mega Man Battle Network again. Exactly, yeah. If you could do that, if you could bring back, like, the nostalgia factor into it with the virtual
1: console, that'd be a huge selling point, especially for people our age. Nostalgia is so big for our generation.
0: It's crazy. I understand that, you know, games like... um, like we Wii, Wii U games are difficult to play, but I mean, that's where you take those like old joy cons off and you're able to like play it on the side with the with the kickstand on the back of the tablet. yeah so uh, i'm I'm still really interested in the switch. Uh, Zelda already has me, but I'm gonna have to mess around with it before I uh, get back into it. but uh st- stepping away from the switch and getting back into console enhancements, still feel like, Sony made a, a quick misstep with the PS4 Pro. Um, it's yeah. it's kind of cool. Like if you know your PlayStation breaks and you're kind of forced to upgrade. But like for someone who has a working PS4 right now, it's like I I don't need to go fork out another four hundred to get a new iteration.
1: That isn't really that big of an iteration, you know. And I know they just released that Boost mode that enhances old games, which is cool. But, you know, a lot of developers are kind of, they're not on board with that. They're just like, it's kind of unfortunate that they did it that way, because that type of, uh, like, process boost has limitations over what you can do with actual built-in hardware. So, I think the biggest misstep Sony made with that was dividing their player base, their own player base, in between, you know, a lower and higher iteration of the same console to now... Like I, I think I even mentioned it last time I was uh, on here a couple weeks ago, that if they were to release or announce the PS5 next year to combat the Scorpio, all these people that just bought the Pro are gonna feel slighted.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know,
1: because they just upgraded to the powerful console. You know, why to bring out another one again? They're gonna. That's how they're gonna feel. And I don't know. I think they kind of they kind of did hurt themselves a little bit. So they're either gonna have to, I don't know, wait a little while to do the PS5. Or they're gonna to have to find a way to kind of circumvent all those negative feelings with maybe a trade-up incentive program or something like that.
0: Yeah, I I think you also have to look at the aspect of uh, that even if they don't switch up to the PS Five, which I don't really want them to do. I want this to be extended a little bit. We got some like quality games for PlayStation that like xbox just doesn't have coming out like uh god of war playstation or fuck not PlayStation, yeah. <laughs> spider-man playstation uh like yep. horizon uh, horizon um detroit becoming human detroit yeah like they, that, they have a lot
1: of stuff and they all look great even on the regular playstation 4
0: yeah so that, that's yeah, kind of really where good. it's at for me right now. Like, I'm going to keep my PlayStation as long as it's running. Hopefully it'll be like my PS2 and just run forever. Well, forever, thing, for literally I got that forever. thing back in 99, and it still runs like a top. It's great. Oh no, dude.
1: Those things built like a tank.
0: It's fantastic. So hopefully that that's where we're going. But um, I it also makes me a little nervous that, you know, we're getting these more powerful iterations. Is it going to go to the point where it's like a – a phone where you're getting a new uh like Google Pixel, a new iPhone, a new Android each year.
1: I honestly don't think so. I think that would be a bad thing for the market because it, it would saturate really, it too much. Well, yeah, it is the saturation. That's a huge part of it, but on top of the saturation, it's about the division too. You don't yeah. want to have, you know, your player base divided against across four or five different consoles with different specifications if you're trying to make one game for all those consoles. Yeah,
0: which is going to be a bitch to try to get that uh, streamed across all all four or five or whatever the fuck you want to call it.
1: Right, which I almost think they're going to get to the point where, I mean, we've talked about this before too, where Microsoft is really focused on being backwards and forwards compatible so that everything they make in the future will also work You know, backwards yeah. compatibility. Compatible, however you'd say it, I don't know. So, <laughs> Words. I, you know, I, words, uh, are <laughs> so hard. I think that we may even be looking at a future where you pick your involvement or you say, you know, we have three devices coming out. They're all going to run the same software, but they're going to run them at different specifications. Mm-hmm. So if you want the best graphics, the highest processing power, the highest frame rate, buy this box. You know, it's 600 bucks. Or you can buy the mid-tier or the low-tier, you know, and have the minimal experience. But if that's okay with you, then that's okay. You know, I don't know. I could see them maybe doing something like that instead of doing, you know, major iterations or minor iterations on a yearly basis okay, of the same yeah, So
0: maybe not, like, coming with um, different yearly iterations, but giving you, like, a three-prong approach, um, such as, like, the iPhone where you have, like, uh, the, the OG um, – let's just say iPhone 6, like I know we're on the iPhone 7, but like iPhone 6, ISO, iPhone mm. 6S, and then what I have now, which is the iPhone SE, which is basically a 6, just in the case of a 5. And yeah. so just giving you three different approaches, which I still think is too much saturation, but I mean, I guess, you know, that's always been a thing where you have the OG come out, and then you have the slim come out, and then you have the higher tier. So it's nothing new, but I feel like it's just emphasized even more within the cycle.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. And I I know you wanted to talk about uh, swappable parts. Yeah, do you too, think that that which... could be a
0: thing? Because, I mean, that that's a big PC thing, like swapping out your graphics card, um, your uh, it is. your uh, processing power with, um, I, I don't know, PC words. So I, I'm just going to stop before I embarrass myself no it's all good I mean, all the yeah, PC I'm nerds kind of will just be PC raging thing. against us on Facebook like <laughs> how the fuck do you say stuff about PC but you don't know oh, anything about it PC Which- Master
1: Race I, I I mean I have a PC like I, I play games on it you know it, it's decent it's, I've got a GTX 960 and like 16 gigs of RAM and it's like it's a decent machine like 3.5 gigahertz uh, overclocked eight, uh I think it's an APU. I can't remember what it is exactly, but, um, like, I don't know. There's a whole different philosophy behind it, you know. People buy a console so they don't have to mess with that stuff. Yeah. But, but on the other side of that, if they could make it, you know, where it's as simple as pressing unlock on that particular module on the console, sliding it out, sliding a new one in, and locking it in, you know, that would be more appealing because of the ease of access. But is that is that still I mean, we're gonna get caught in that same issue you would have if you iterated the console every year, where people are stuck on different tiers of, you know, processing power and you're gonna stick people behind this power wall where they're not able to run the latest software because they haven't bought that upgrade. Yeah. I'm I mean, not saying how, that it's how unlikely, much, but
0: I mean sorry, how much more is that going to be a difficult process for the developers making the game because they have to keep in mind all these different aspects or ratios between the different iterations of the consoles?
1: Right. I mean, there's I mean, there's already a lot that goes into that as far as you know, trying to compensate resolutions for screen sizes and um, just stuff on that level in general. I think it would be way too much work on the developers' part uh, to try and keep up with something like that. When you've got consoles like we have them now, there's a baseline set, you know, that you can work off of and build off of. If you have to constantly change your system to make up for that difference in power, you're never going to be able to progress that system Mm -hmm. because you're always iterating on the same thing instead of, you know, progressing. So I don't know. I, I don't think that would be a wise way to go. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm also not an expert on this stuff. That's just my opinion. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> neither of us are, so take it with a grain of salt as you, as you are. But um, it, it just makes me think of, you know, what what's the next step? Because, you know, with Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, we're already at pseudo-realistic graphics. Like Resident Evil 7 and uh, PT games of uh the like i mean they're they're pretty photorealistic i mean you gotta look pretty closely and you can see that you know it is a uh a computer generated thing but like if you're just walking past the tv it, it looks to, like a guy walking through a creepy ass mansion
1: oh for sure yeah i mean if you turn the black and white filter on on like battlefield one somebody could walk by and seriously think it's like a documentary yeah like a absolutely documentary.
0: Yeah, Yeah. or like even without the black and white, like just uh, walking past someone and seeing them play it, you could think there's like some kind of like first person part of like Band of Brothers or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. It 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 just it's it's getting that good. It's mind blowing.
0: So like, what what's the next step for that? Like, uh, I don't think we're anywhere close to being in some kind of Star Trek holodeck but uh,
1: nah, we're getting there. I wouldn't say anywhere close because we're we're getting there
0: <laughs> quicker it, than I thought. It just, was. it just makes me wonder, you know, what what are we going to be able to see when we're like 60 because technology uh, just keeps progressing at a like insane rate. Like if you yeah, think back uh, back to like 2000, which is 17 years ago, which doesn't seem that long, but like we had just had the first iPhone maybe like at that at that time, I oh, no, no no not even, not even the, then. Yeah, because it was two
1: thousand and seven. Okay, the first iPhone came out. Yeah, it's been I, ten
0: years. Yeah, so my my brain's not even working right. So like, I mean, back in like 06, I had like one of those brick Nokia phones that Hell you could, yeah. So did I? <laughs> which I thought was a shit because I could play uh, the snake game or yes. um, fucking Rayman bowling, <laughs> uh, which is like. Those games are terrible now. Like if you would try to play it again. But Oh yeah. It's just it's just crazy to see how uh, how fast technology develops. But without a doubt. We're kinda near, doubt. we're nearing our end point, but I wanted to bring back a game uh, that we right had on, once on the show. Uh, I'm game kinda I'm game kinda, the kinda game. my my mind creation. It's nothing original, but you know, a little different from unexpected questions. Um we are back with which bitch. Yes, uh we are back with the uh fan fan awarded not Roy really awarded Grammy <laughs> somehow awarded. Not All really right. lying game. Sounds exciting. <laughs> the best of the best. Uh yeah, it's great. So, Blake on which bitch, I ask a would-you-rather type of question. Okay. And uh, you give me an answer. Um, Sounds easy so, enough. So, uh, which would you rather? Would you rather be stuck in a house of cannibals and try to escape? Or would you rather uh, be the only human left on the planet to uh, fight off a alien horde? Kind of two different uh, game types, but stuff that we've both seen in games. So either way, you're faced with peril, you're faced with danger. You can either make it out alive and be with people in the end. Ooh. Or. That's true, but the stakes the stakes are drastically different. Yeah. <laughs> These two questions.
1: So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say trapped in the house with cannibals, only because I know if by some miracle I do escape. That a normal life will be waiting for me on the outside.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you both you have obstacles with both sides, but you got you got to think of it as uh, from the aspect of Resident Evil Seven. Are you going to make it out alive? Will you uh, be able to be with your family again, or something on the likes of Halo, where you're Master Chief and like you're just tasked to uh, fight this alien horde for the rest of your life?
1: For the rest of your life, I mean. That sounds more entertaining, for sure. Like, just fighting aliens for a living for the rest of my life. Um,
0: but in the end, I'm still going to die sad and alone. So I think I'm going to go with the cannibals. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think I would go with that, too. Because, like, with the cannibals, you can either just be a guy that is a no-name that makes it out. Or you can be someone who is on that heroic journey where everyone knows you as the Master Chief. Or even in the fear-ridden uh, aspect of the Covenant <laughs> as the Demon. The demon. Um, That's right. I'm gonna bring back one question uh, from the last time we played this with Keegan. I uh, I think it's a pretty good question, so uh, all right, we're gonna do it. Uh, Pokemon is a, a worldwide phenomenon. With Pokemon Go, it's been huge in our lives as gamers, and you know, For sure. uh, there's the aspect of Pokemon where uh, they're basically just dog fighting these monsters. And which I, which yeah, I mean, that's pretty much which, what it is. Which I like the joke <laughs> that um, that Michael Vick just uh, confused a dog fighting with Pokemon. He, but except his Pokemon only knew two moves: growl and bite. Oh my God. <laughs> but anyways, so uh, the, Another despicable act of uh, humanity that, uh, well, some people would think is despicable. Uh, we're both carnivores, so I guess you know this <laughs> is just would be kind of normal for us. But anyways, what Pokemon would you like to eat? Which do you think would be the tastiest?
1: The tastiest. See, okay, that's a twist on the question. What do I think would be the tastiest? That's very very difficult. I'd have to say if I'm just picking one, for the sake of picking one, it's going to be a red Gyarados because I'm going to eat a rare Pokemon if I'm eating a Pokemon. There you go. Um, but the tastiest, mm, I don't know. Let me think about that. There's got to be one that's like a like a chicken, right?
0: <laughs> well, uh, in in the gold and uh, silver games, uh, the the fire. Oh, tor- Torchic! Yeah, it, uh, I would have, I would
1: have Torchic wings. That's what I would have, boneless Torchic wings, buffalo style. Buffalo style, they would be delicious. Uh, man.
0: Keegan said that he would eat a uh, like a Charmander or a Charizard or something because they would already be frame broiled from the inside. See, now that's an excellent
1: point. Props to Keegan for an excellent yes, answer. Yes, it's
0: already pre cooked. <laughs> it's like getting a rotisserie chicken without having to go to my <laughs> or Walmart. Nice. No, I like that. Um, um,
1: I, to, I think I was I had one. I was trying to think. Yeah, you got one for me? I do. Let me let me think for a second. You play Dead Space, right? Yes. Would you rather be trapped in a video game as Isaac Clarke fighting the necromorphs forever or placed into one of the kingdom heart games in the place of goofy for the rest of your life (laughs) and you had to act just like goofy you have to act like both these characters and fulfill their roles completely
0: (laughs) that's a good question um i i think i would be goofy uh because um i get to hang out with sora and my my uh, homeboy Donald, and um, I can also uh, do a pretty good singing impression of his son Max from the Goofy movie. So um, I got I got that <laughs> I got that I got that going for me. Uh, like the maybe not so much Goofy uh, that I can do, but I can I can kind of do Max like uh, the song after today. They've been laughing since I can remember. <laughs> but they're not gonna laugh anymore. I forgot all about dude, that. uh Paige and I wore the shit out of that cassette that cassette <laughs> that cassette back Cassate. in the day. Like that thing Hell like, yeah, that and Star Wars were like my two main jams when I was a kid. Um <laughs> But yeah, very very good question. I cannot wait for Kingdom Hearts three. Um, for those who haven't played the game, uh, they're gonna have like a remaster of one and two coming out in March that you'll be able to jump on before three comes out. Mm-hmm. It is a very long and convoluted story over the uh, the mass of several different consoles and handhelds, so it's kind of hard to like figure it all out. But get in <laughs> on that shit. It's a, it's good It's good. It's a very good game. Uh, last story. My last question is, which uh, this is going to be out to you, the viewers as well. But, Blake, yes. which uh, video game uh, character would you like to have as your drinking buddy? You're at a party, you're uh, going shot mm. for shot against like Bowser and uh, uh, Koopa Troopa, or um, Gordon Freeman and uh, Glados from uh, Portal. Who are what? Dang man. What uh, video game character are you choosing to be your uh, drinking buddy? Well, I'd have to
1: say. Now let's operate under the assumption that I really like drinking. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm going to have to pick Rex from Mass Effect. That that Krogan because he he would be a fantastic drinking buddy and he will not let me quit no matter what happens. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I think, if not Rex, just a Krogan, one of the Krogan. That would be. I feel like they, they'd be able to drink really.
0: anyone under the table.
1: But you know what? If I'm going for just like palling around and trying to have a good time, it'd be Garrus from Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, my main man, Garrus the Carey. There you go. Our country. Vote, vote Garrus for 2020. Our country needs
0: calibrations. <laughs> That's funny. I love um, it. If uh, I had to, I was thinking about this when I was thinking about the question. If I had to choose, I'm gonna go with uh, one of my childhood heroes, uh, wanna be pirate Guybrush Threepwood from the That's uh, a good one. Monkey Island series. He has experience Excellent. with Grog. He has survived putting shampoo in a uh, a cup of Grog to fake dead and curse Monkey <laughs> Island. Uh, I feel like he'd he'd be fun to hang out with, but also he'd be able to drink some motherfuckers under the table. Um, And how this applies to you, the listener, is uh, one thing that I wanted to do is uh, kind of reward the people that have been listening to it and also get the word out a little bit. So we are going to be doing a contest every now and then starting uh, today, and that is called Code Crackers. And what you do with that is that you share your favorite episode or the episode of that week. And um, Or even give an answer and tag Armistice Gaming, whether that be on Twitter, which our Twitter handle is GP, and uh, with Facebook, it's just uh, Armistice Gaming. You tag us, uh, send us an email, or anything, we'll uh, feature you on the podcast, and also one lucky winner will be getting a uh, points card of their choice, whether that be for PSN, XBL or Steam. We will send you a digital code, and you will be getting a free twenty dollars. How fucking easy is that's that? Right. All you have to do. Man, that's like is the just,
1: easiest twenty. All you
0: have to do is just share your opinion on your social media, and you might win twenty dollars. I would do. That's right. Pretty much anything for that. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Trevor will do anything for twenty dollars. So. <laughs>
1: Send your responses to what you want Trevor to do for $20. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> so uh, come back with uh, your answer for who is your video game drinking buddy. Or doesn't even have to be in the realm of video games. What, what nerd culture drinking buddy are you going to have? Is it going to be the garishly rogue Han Solo? Is it going to be uh, one of the hobbits or the dwarves from Lord of the Rings that you know can put that shit under? Or are yeah. you going to... Uh, have, uh, I don't know, Lois Lane. I feel like she'd be quite the drinker for uh, having to like, do all the shit that she has to do with Superman. So who is your drinking buddy? Come back, tell us, tag us, and in the next few weeks, we will announce a winner and we will email you a digital code from Amazon so then you can obtain your free money.
1: Yep, and uh, we'll also be announcing the winner publicly. Absolutely. The winner will be chosen by trevor and i possibly matthew just depending on you know what we think is the best response or maybe the most creative response um just the best response we get will be winning the code. Yep. So, so try and try and put a little thought into your response, a little creativity, and you might just might just pick up twenty bucks. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean it'd be a good way to help us, um, and also just a fun way to reward the people that are already listening. So get the word out. Absolutely. Share with your mom, your brother, your aunt, your grandpa, the random uh, person on the street. Tell them to go listen to Armistice Gaming. Um, go give us a That's like around. or a review on uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, or iTunes. Um, thank you for those who have already given us tons of feedback, like our homeboy, Brian. We, uh, we listen to all of it, and uh, which you can obviously through the different iterations of the podcast that we've gone through in less than a year. But it is a fucking blast. I love this podcast so goddamn much. <laughs> and uh, just have a ton of fun doing it, and I hope you all enjoy it as well. Um, Blake, you have any uh, you. two cents that you'd like to throw out to the peanut gallery on that? To the peanut gallery?
1: Uh... Not really. Just hope you guys all have a good week and uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Uh, You
0: can uh, reach out to me at Trevor at com if you have any questions about the contest or uh, just want to give some feedback and uh, go hit us up on iTunes, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook. We will be sure to reply and want to feature all the the questions and answers that we get even if you don't win the contest we're still going to feature your answer because i would just want this to be a thriving community so anyways absolutely i'm going to stop rambling and thank you again for giving (laughs) us another hour of your time and hope you enjoy the episode have a fantastic week and game on game on see you
1: guys